Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. going on Caleb Ryan welcome welcome Dylan what's going on Sage of DBZ joining in Yes, sir. Happy holidays. Um, Dylan said, favorite Christmas song, ready to go. That's what's up. Um, Okay, Sage or DBZ coming in hot with questions already. Loving that. Um, We'll jump into that as everybody is joining in. Apologies for the delay in the start of the show. Lots of updates and movements happening um, with the Perfect Soccer brand, with my personal brand, um, with BPC, with, um, oh man, oh, Evolve NFTs, that's where I was getting stuck there for a second, Um, Joe Jackson, what's happening? Oh, Dylan, uh, you asked, no, wait, no, I was asking what your favorite Christmas song was. <laughs> I thought you had, I thought you had Christmas songs already loaded up on your playlist that you were, you ready to start rocking. Um, speaking of rocking, rock, right, rocking around the Christmas tree. <laughs> What's favorite, favorite Christmas songs? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that's a classic. Um... Mariah Carey's uh, Christmas album is a decent one. Oh, what's the what's that movie they play on TV for like twenty four hours? I think A Christmas Story. What you'll shoot your eye out. I like that movie. That's not a Christmas song, but I like that movie. Christmas movie. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Um, John, what's happening, brother? Uh, Kev Webb joining in. Uh, Yeah, let me jump into the intro. So we said a little bit of context uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time. Uh, And then we can kind of get into it. And we already got a question that came in from Sage DBZ. So uh, what is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. 
Uh, I'm your host, 13-year pro MLS Cup champion, MLS Comeback Player of the Year, UC Davis Hall of Fame member, Black Players for Change founder, NFT collector, a.k.a. the first pro soccer player in the metaverse, current Oakland Roots forward, just completing my 13th year uh, with the Roots, or 13th year of professional soccer here with the Roots, and uh, MSL coach, Quincy Marroquois. Uh, what is the MSL? You might be asking yourself. That's what we're here to break down and discuss every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, live on the Perfect Soccer Instagram account, the Mental Strength League. And you can see the the uh, signature courtesy of my son on my hat. Uh, he He wanted to add my name, so he wrote my name. If you guys couldn't tell with his artistic uh, capabilities there. Um, He's two and a half, by the way. Uh, The Mental Strength League, like I said, a.k.a. I'm in your head drop. Those I'm in your head emojis, if you guys know what it is and are down with the MSL. Um, For those of you who are just now tuning into this hashtag frequency, it is a game of mental 40 chess, one where you're either aware and an active participant or you're a pawn in the game steady getting played. Simply put, the MSL is the mindset you need to accomplish your goals. Uh, why should you have this mindset so you can learn how to learn? Why, why would you want to learn how to learn so you can know how and when you are stopping yourself from achieving your goals and what to do about it and put forth a plan to learn what you need to do to continue forward. Um, oh yeah, well, that's why you want to learn how to learn. I got ahead of myself there on that one. Uh, but if you guys are ready for today's episode, like I said, lots of updates, lots of things, positives. Lots of positive vibes, and that's what we're coming with. But if you guys are ready for today's episode, we get into some questions here and uh, discuss and have a little bit of fun uh, as we prepare for excuse me the holiday season. Holiday season. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Let's get into it. Uh, Joe Jackson said, did a little no room, no problem with my perfect soccer ball today. Grind, don't stop. I'm in your head. Emojis. Love that. Yo, shout out the OG, OG of of content on the Perfect Soccer channel. No room, no problem series. Um, That is a classic. That's a Perfect Soccer classic. When you start coming, bringing back the hashtag Perfect Soccer Classics. Um, and you got the Perfect Soccer Ball as well. <laughs> You just you're just trying to you're just trying to be a great, huh? You're just trying to get to the top top level, and you're well on your way. Um, but we've got a question that came in immediately from the Sage of DBZ. Uh, how do you deal with mental weakness after injury? We Okay, I think mental weakness would have to be, let's put a little bit of context and framework around what like mental weakness would look like in injury, right? I don't believe it's mentally weak to feel sad or, you know, disappointed if and when you have an injury. Because if you if you play this sport for any length of time, injuries are going to happen. They're part of part of the process. Um, you know, many small injuries that, you know, might take you know, a little bit, a little, little bit of time for recovery. And then, you know, sometimes you've got uh, a major injury that, that sets you back for quite some time. So I wouldn't define mental weakness as being sad or disappointed that you get, that you get injured. Um, Mental weakness would, 
would be allowing that feeling to last substantially longer than helpful to you, right? So being being sad or a little bit disappointed in having an injury, that's natural. That's going to happen. But I think how you react and what steps you take once you recognize and, and realize you have an injury is is where the mental strength comes in, right? And um, that's where and how you can implement and practice those three S's of self-awareness. So if you're new or just listening to um, this episode, head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash SSS and have a listen to the three S's of self-awareness so you can learn how to design, think, um, and uh, create a process to continually... Uh, build a foundation, a solid foundation that you can build yourself up from. Uh, but I think that's that's very important to kind of establish. I think many players and people, including myself, at different times in my um, in my life, might look at you know might internalize um, when things like injury happen. And oh, I'm zooming in. Uh, not necessarily know exactly what to do or how best to deal with it. Um, but that's a big reason why we developed the three S's of self awareness, and we talk about things like this on the Perfect Soccer platform. You see me zooming in right here. I'm trying to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to. Uh, it's starting to make me think that my phone. Oh, there we go. Trying to, there we go. Uh, I was trying to scroll so I could read all the stuff, but I wasn't sure if the live messed up. Um, yeah, I guess when I'm thinking about it more, it's like we've we've discussed a lot of these issues and problems on the platform and channel, right? And we have uh, new temporary obstacles that arise, um, you know, from time to time. And being a professional is is uh, learning how to identify, address, assess, and address those temporary obstacles as they come up so you can delegate and elevate um, and hold strong when necessary and move on when necessary and uh, really understanding what timing and gaining experience and uh, turning that experience into wisdom over time, right? So... uh, I think a great place to start if you're struggling with how to deal with mental weakness is head to perfectsoccerskills.com slash SSS. Um, listen to that talk, take notes on it, uh, break, da- break that talk down, write any you know questions that you have that, may or, that you feel aren't addressed in that talk and uh, send those questions into contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. Um, as those types of questions come in, we shoot additional content or I answer those here on the show and then add those to the Perfect Soccer team membership area. So I want to I, – I'm, I'm sorry. You see me thinking about making this statement and claim because I got to – I really think about what I'm going to say before I say it. And I'm going to I'm going to say that about 99.9% of all questions that come in and have come in to the to me through this show or through you know uh, kids coaches or parents um out you know in the world um and online 
I have addressed and answered in a previous Ask the Soccer Pro Show episode in the Three S's of Self-Awareness Talk in the Radical Transparency um, uh, Cultural Breakdown. So I feel and am starting to really understand and realize that at this point, the fastest and most effective way to get answers to your guys' questions, rather than wait on me uh, once a week to join on the on the channel, is to jump into your free Perfect Soccer Team membership access and uh, do the do the soccer homework on your own. And I think that's the most efficient way to to uh, take full advantage and leverage this show as well as this platform uh, by coming with. Uh, coming with very hyper-targeted specific questions to the things that we have um, already compiled and put together and shared, whether that's in the Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint, our book, the Ultimate College Soccer Recruiting Blueprint, uh, the Goalkeeper uh, Blueprint, as well as the other tools and resources in the Perfect Soccer Team Membership. And, uh, you know, a reason I say that is um, our team has, our internal team has grown uh, we've got a lot uh, of new uh, members on the Perfect Soccer Leadership Team who are helping us to really um, maximize all the tools and resources we've been creating, organize them, as well as uh, assist as best as possible, um, both on and off the field. So, yeah, with re- with relation to kind of an update on that of where where I'm at and. I think more so establishing how I will adjust the show kind of moving forward. If there's questions I've answered previously, I'm going to redirect and send uh, people to the content on our on our platform so they can do that research so that there's ample time for those who have definitely uh, been down with the perfect soccer community from jump, you know, uh, OG members like the No Room, No Problem series who understand what that is. Um yeah, I think as we're building and growing our community, uh, making sure we're we're providing massive value, which I believe we do every single time we come on this platform, but also uh, paying homage and 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 keeping time available for those who are who have been and will continue to be most invested in the brand and um, are putting in that work. You know, I'm seeing here putting that work with the perfect soccer ball, doing no room, no problem. I mean, that's that's deep level. That's deep levels there. Um, so I hope I hope the the community's picking up what I'm putting down. And I'm seeing you guys spam that heart button. So appreciate appreciate the feedback. Um, let's see which. Okay, Les, L-E-B-Z-A underscore two said, which home workouts, drills do you recommend for a player to keep fit during the holidays? I think at minimum, having a consistent run that you do like first thing in the morning every day, I think is a good baseline to have. So whether that's you get up and you run for 10 minutes guaranteed every single day or you run for you know 30 minutes every single day, I know my teammate, uh, Joseph Nane, he does 30 minutes, uh, 30 minute run minimum every, every morning. Um, and then follows it up with body weight, body weight workouts or, you know, body weight circuit. Uh, that's something that, 
that he's been doing, and I know he's been doing that for well over 10 plus years now, that's served him very well. Um, that's just, uh, you know, habits and consistency and discipline, um, which is a big reason why he's still playing to this day. Um, and then depending on where you're at in your development and career, I think drills, uh, first touch and ball control drills, I think would be most important and most impactful. Uh, let's see. Okay. So Sage, Sage of DBZ was asking with, uh, making that question very specific. Uh, what I mean is when you begin to question your health, even after doctors say you are good to go and seriously inhibits your progress and return to play. Okay. So then if it's a mental injury, right. Or physical injury, uh, many times, getting both in alignment. So there's almost like two versions of yourself, the way you could think about it, your physical body and your mental body. And when, you know, an expert or a doctor and authority might say that you're physically healthy and good to go, but mentally you don't feel in a place to feel confident in those movements or, um, or actions because you're scared of re-injury. Um, that's a real thing. Um, and, what takes time to really dial in on is understanding and learning if if it's just a lack of confidence and self-doubt or if there's actually a, an underlying physical limitation um, that isn't seen or understood by the medical staff or people. And when you're in that space, when you're in that space, I believe the most efficient approach and by efficient approach i mean the thing that will serve you serve you what's in your best interest i believe over the longest span of time which will hopefully increase your likelihood of having a prolonged long career is to always err on the side of coming back too slow is better than coming back too fast so if there's something off with your mental whether or not you're actually physically 100% to go doesn't take doesn't supersede feeling mentally ready to go. And I know sometimes that can be really difficult because, you know, I've seen players get into uh, mental, uh, difficult mental times where they've definitely been able to go physically, but couldn't quite figure out what was holding them back mentally. And sometimes that's led them to just stopping playing altogether. Other times it's really prolonged, the amount of time that they've had to get back to the game and then they, they don't quite, they're not quite the same, right? Um, that's a real thing. So I feel like that's the that's, that speaks even more to why the three S's of self-awareness and the mental strength league and the things that we're talking about and your approach to the game and, and having a long-term winner's mindset and, and, uh, you know, slow-mo in, don't, don't FOMO in, all of these things, adapt or die, you know, <laughs> like all of these slang, uh, sayings, all of these terms, all of these um, quick messages and things that we can refer back to. These are, these are branded words, you know, branded emojis that can hopefully help us self-reflect more quickly and gain ourselves the advantage of time in moments so that we have enough time to really 
dial in on what is the issue. Is it mental? Is it physical? And if so, and once we've identified that issue, what's the best approach for uh, presenting or creating a solution to that temporary obstacle? Like we said, it's temporary. Understanding all things are temporary. Um, how long you experience it is relative. And um, what how you react to that experience is what is within your control if you practice how to control it, right? Emotional control and discipline is is massively important in the game of soccer. And those who master that skill set uh, tend to find much more success over a longer duration of time than those who are um, unable or unwilling unwilling to master that part of the craft. But good question. Very good question. We got to go real deep with that one. And um, th- I think th- those are the types of things I feel like we can really jump into the weeds on and provide some clarity around because uh, many of these things are not – just simple simple solutions or simple explanations, but they all do fall under the MSL umbrella. MSL. Let's see, Graham, Graham said the true test of consistency isn't easy. Being truly consistent even with obstacles is something special. Um, is it good to be angry while playing as long as you keep calm? I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, anger can be – anger is energy, right? And if you direct that energy in the right channels, it can be very positive and advantageous. Um, I think understanding the anger where it comes from is is important. What's subjective and I think is up to you to decide is – are you the type of person who does better when you don't understand or are you the type of person who does better when you do understand? Uh, sometimes, you know, when you – if you understand where that anger comes from, now maybe you can't really tap into that anger as easily as you can when you don't know where it comes from. You just know that when you're angry, it gives you extra energy or motivation. Um, I've had that be a part of my experience also the experience of understanding where the anger comes from and then almost being in a place of complacency because yeah you know where that anger comes from you don't get mad about it you kind of let it go um or you move on um that's good in theory but let's use soccer as the example if like You'd get mad because people would take the ball from you. So when the person takes the ball from you and you're angry about it, your reaction is to run harder, try harder, work back, win the ball back, get the and 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 play. That's a positive use of your anger with relation to the game and in soccer, right? Um, if you understand, if you come to understand that your anger for the person taking it from you is because when you were younger, you didn't really like when, when people bullied you in school. And then this is an outlet for you to use that anger, to get that anger out of the kids who bullied you at school. And it reflects on the field. 
and you now make that connection and now that anger is gone if the person steals the ball from you you're not angry anymore and you don't run back on defense okay you're not getting that benefit of the anger now having made that connection and sharing that with with you and the audience it's important that you create habits and you you learn how to implement a consistent methodology of playing the game that doesn't rely on, you know, external factors. So, so soccer can be a great opportunity and, and space to decompress and get anger and frustration out that you might have in your everyday life. And that could be like that could be why soccer is your outlet, right? Um, I think I think the reason I share what I share, how I share it, is soccer can always continue to be that outlet for yourself. But I wouldn't want to. I choose to. So for myself, I choose to not. I I want to. So sorry. Let me back back up. I want to be able to always enjoy soccer, right? I always want it to be an outlet of enjoyment and fun. And and I feel like that should be the outcome we're shooting for when we talk about the game of soccer and when we're playing the game of soccer. Because relatively speaking to all the people who will play the game, very, very few will get to a level of professionalism, right? And if the only reason and reason and way you're playing in the game is to become a professional, I, I believe that you can uh, you, you don't have to hate the game and not enjoy, and, and uh, you don't have to develop an unhealthy relationship with the game to become a professional. It took me a little while to get there and kind of think through that because that, that one I think is that one's really big. That one's really, really big. And I think most pro players develop a very unhealthy relationship with the game because that is what was required, at least in my time, playing and coming up through the game. And I I just don't feel like the game has to be one or the other. I think you can be both. I think you can enjoy yourself, have a healthy relationship, and be a pro. I don't think being a pro requires that you develop an unhealthy relationship in some aspect so that you can, you know, get to the professional level. That is what I believe, right? I also understand and know that not everybody believes that. Uh, many might agree, uh, not many actually practice that because to practice that requires a lot of a lot of time, effort, energy, thought, focus, um, intention, and sometimes it's just much easier to eat that eat that tub of ice cream than it is to go for that consistent thirty minute run every single day, right? That's why very few people end up getting to the professional level um, and maintaining a level of professionalism for any long duration of time. Uh, the longer you go, the the more disciplined and yeah, 
Yeah, the more discipline and focus you have to be to remain in the game. Because time starts to not be on your side the older you get. So you must, the older you get, the more you have to lean on your experience to to be successful or to stay in the game. Let's see. Graham said, I'm kind of an OG member, to be fair. Yes, sir. Soccer resilience. What's going on? Uh, that's well. That's definitely Wells in the account. Let's see. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes Quakes memes. Uh, Wells Thompson jumping in uh, with Soccer Resilience. So if you guys don't know uh, what Soccer Resilience is, um, that's my former teammate Wells Thompson's uh, account and brand. He's been doing some. He's been doing some work um, in the space, speaking a lot to mentality, and um, I think he. Uh, uh, okay, so there we go. Connecting to that, I think he spent. I think it'd be fair for me to share, um, as he's talked about it uh, on his platform at many points in times, that he's definitely, he developed an unhealthy relationship with the game of soccer in, in different ways and capacities and, and spoke a lot to how he worked through all of that, um, you know, when his career um, eventually eventually ended. So if you guys are interested in learning more about that, I definitely recommend you guys go and follow his account and um, and learn more about his story and what he's been working on over there. Uh, Wells and I, uh, I, I feel like really developed a, a brother, a brotherly relationship, right? Uh, uh, friendly competition, fighting every day, like fighting to win and, and push each other every single day, right? Like you don't want to lose. I don't want to lose to him. He doesn't want to lose to me. Um, and I think that, that was uh that was powerful that that rapids team that rapids team was a was a very special group of guys and we had a very special dynamic that i think um i think is rare to get to experience so um seeing a lot of members from that team still in the game in different in different ways and um Finding success has been pretty cool. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Um, speaking of that Rapids... Uh, speaking of that Rapid squad, uh, soccer resilience, what's it like seeing your entire old coaching staff with the Rapids do so well in Nashville? It's, um, it's bittersweet, right? Because... Uh, I'm not with them. Uh, and you remember all the times and stuff you had together and, and the ways in which you could, uh, help contribute. So like from that, so from that lens, just from a selfish myself perspective and lens, like, uh, it's, it's positive to see them doing well and still in it. 
uh, it's negative or right. The, the bitter side is not being a part of it, but still being, you know, still playing, um, from a like broader, from a broader lens, it's, it's, I think it's very beneficial to my understanding and learning of the game because I was there with that group back when they were really just kind of starting out. So you you kind of know where the origin was. You understand the story, the history, and the background. So when you get to watch it here today and seeing that them being successful, you know that there were things that were paramount to that success from its origin. And when you get to look at where all the members who are part of that are at in their own careers and and where they're at today. So for instance, you know, uh, Pablo is coaching Salt Lake and Salt Lake um, is in the final four and has out navigated. Okay. So Pablo was coached by Gary, who's the coach of Nashville now. And Pablo's in the final four and in Nashville isn't currently, but I also, yeah, 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 yeah. So thinking back of it. So when you're saying, what's it like seeing the entire coaching staff with us do so well, like, it's amazing to see them doing well because you understand or at least you have a belief in, of an understanding of how and why they're doing well and what about their approach and how they they build makes them successful. And then you can also overlay it on the things that I remember did and didn't work at that point in time. And I can reflect on what I've learned and what I've been working on and developing since then and still being involved in the game, right? And I can see, you know, the success we had with uh, Oakland, you know, since joining the the club just four months ago, and where we ultimately got to, and <laughs> yeah, and reflecting and seeing those teams who are now in the Final Four, and who I've had direct relationships with or understanding of working with and playing with over the course of my career. So that was that's opening up a big one. Yo, shout out the old teammate Wells on that one. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I guess there's a lot to it, right? The game is dynamic. It's fluid. There's ups, there's downs. The roller coaster that is professional sports is um, is um, constantly evolving. And your ability to learn on the fly and make decisions in real time is is um is is critical the real eldon joining in what's going on brother um uh sage of dbz asks is it possible to fully enjoy things and also always want more is it possible to fully enjoy things and always want more Is it possible to fully enjoy things while also always wanting more? Yeah, because I think you can fully enjoy something and then once you've enjoyed it and it, you've had your moment with it and it is passed, you can then want more, right? Are you saying, can you fully enjoy it and want more at the same time? Can you fully enjoy things and want more? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. I was thinking, I'm trying to think through that. Yeah, you, you can, but your ability to create more. Yeah. But you're limited by your ability to create more. So if you want more, you also have to be able to create more, especially if you want that to be something that you can sustain. Right. So I think your ambition can be as large as you want it to be, but your commitment and your discipline and your focus has to be equally as large. And um, your ability to to achieve that is tied to your ability to manage your ego. Um, as well as, so uh, let's tie to your ability to manage your ego, as well as be patient. I was thinking about, which is tied to your ego, right? Like, and um, the balancing act of that is, is, um, is something you gain with experience over time. So, and yeah, and improving over time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What is improvement? So that makes me think. So when I'm thinking of that, I, it makes, it gets me to the point of what is improvement? How, how would you, how do you even describe or determine that something is an improvement? And that's a relative term, right? So is improvement in your, is the improvement in your eyes? Uh, th so the way I think about it is, How do I, I know how I think about it, but how would I articulate it? Improvement. You're, you're the only judge of whether or not you've made improvements. I know in the sport, you rely heavily on people who determine that for you or based on what they believe is an improvement, dictates or determines whether they're going to give you a chance or opportunity. I guess what was making that difficult to think through was understanding, especially at the professional level, every, almost every single decision comes down to what other people think of you and what other people value or don't value about you or what they have to say about you, right? Um the the lowest thing on the list is what you think about or have to say about yourself. Uh, almost people don't value that at all. They they feel that that's, you know, the, the yeah that's the whole issue of like what is what does it mean to be humble and is being humble a value? Does it actually is it actually beneficial? to the individual to constantly have to humble themselves, dim their own light because other people who may be intimidated by that 
require that you do so? I have my thoughts on that. I believe that's a reflection of them and their insecurities, not a reflection of you and your insecurities. But your ability to recognize that and to act accordingly is crucial to your success as a professional athlete, if that's your goal, to be a professional. Now, understanding that is also critical to maintaining a sense of self as you try to learn, mature, and grow as time goes on and determines how you not only initially develop a relationship with the game of soccer, but how you maintain or um, evolve your relationship with the game. We've got to get, we've got to get the perfect soccer team, a uh, perfect soccer team member, to uh, write a a summary on on today's episode. I think we could we could write a book on this one. Um, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but looks like we're coming in on the hour mark. Um, were there any other questions from the audience that we were wanting to jump into? Um, and if not, we could call it a we could call it a show. Pogba Jr., what's going on? Popping in here at the end. Um, I just had let everyone know that we're about to wrap it up. If we got a question here. Okay, here we go. Uh, Joe Jackson said, honestly, you could probably have volumes upon volumes upon volumes of books just from the MSL knowledge you've dropped in all these episodes. Uh, Real Eldon said, did you see my question? I did not. So we'll end it with this one. So, uh, the real, if you want to drop your question, we'll answer that one and then wrap up the episode, today's episode. Oh, okay. I think I saw, I scrolled back and I found it. Um, the real Eldon asks, is there a mental obstacle in taking a rest day? Is there a mental obstacle? I guess I'd need a little bit more context. I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, you can create mental obstacles on a rest day. But is a rest day a mental obstacle? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Depending on what you do on your rest day. If you... (laughs) If you waste your rest day, then... And it's no longer a rest day... That can become an obstacle. Okay, the feeling of a rest day being counterproductive. 
Well, I guess the main thing is, yes, if you're not intentional about your rest day, right? Like if there's no intent behind the rest day, then it could be unproductive. Sometimes you just need a day where you don't think about or do anything and you just eat really terrible food and you binge watch whatever you want on TV and you're, you know, playing video games the entire day and you're not trying to learn anything about soccer or improve or any of that stuff, right? Like having a day like that from time to time, I think is healthy, (laughs) even though it's really unhealthy day and all that kind of stuff. Because just unplugging, letting loose, having fun, just indulging in whatever it is you want to do for the day, I think is, uh, is okay. Now, the problem is really participating in that too often, too frequently, and justifying that it's okay to do so all the time, right? So, so uh, with specificity where you're saying, even if a rest day benefits you, it can feel like you're not working hard enough, right? And on those days, I think maybe self-reflect and spend the time and re-listen to the three S's of self-awareness talk to dial in and try to pinpoint why you feel like you're not working hard enough. Is that a false belief you have or is that a, a real belief you have and you're avoiding you're avoiding really getting to the core of why why you feel that way, right? Do you feel that way because you're actually not working hard enough? Or do you feel that way because Yeah. Yeah, I won't even I won't even put extras on it. Why do you feel that way? And then maybe spend that time on those rest days trying to really break down what that is, pinpoint it, and then you can approach the following day or days with a plan of action that can help you um test that theory to see if that is in alignment with the, the what the reason is. But uh yeah, we will call that an episode. I appreciate everybody who joined in, um, tuned in, and the questions. Um, yeah, there there's some good ones. Uh, I don't think we don't have any guests scheduled or planned in these coming weeks. I'm kind of I'm, I'm thinking about uh, maybe having one uh one bye week or here i'll give you guys updates on it so you know keep uh, push notifications turned on the account so you guys get updates on uh, future show episodes with the holidays coming up and i'm i'm intending on you know traveling here in these coming weeks for just mul- different things I'll, I'll be in attendance at mls cup um as well here in the next week what was that in a week well yeah it's coming up in a week um yeah i'll keep you guys posted on on the show we might do some condensed or shortened episodes um yeah it's just kind of up in the air right now but i want to give you guys a heads up on that so so you're aware correct joe jackson said and using the time management sheet you can see what you did with your time that day correct right yes perfectsoccerskills.com slash time massively valuable tool uh if you use it consistently and um if you're wanting a little bit of feedback on 
you know, how well that tool works, send a message or drop a comment over on Earl Edward Jr. Earl Edward Jr. His Instagram account or Akeem Ward's account, uh, they uh, they definitely use that, and um, I, I believe and have said in many different ways at many different times that they've they've benefited massively from that. But all right, everybody, I will see you all next week. Thanks for joining in. Appreciate you. And you know what it is, as always. I'm in your head. Woo! Later, everybody. See you next week. Quincy Ameriquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.